Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we are talking about the Amityville Horror House, um, as it is known. Um, and this uh, this topic, it's it's a bit of a controversial topic, only because uh, um, a lot of people in the uh, in that town don't believe what happened after the murders, as far as the paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. is actually happened right like, so it's like i mean we know the facts and then everything else that came after is kind of like really really up for debate right it's thought to be more of like a hollywood or hoax creation yes because there was a book and the book then obviously followed uh with uh, after that a movie hollywood movie mm-hmm. and there's been several movies and shows and pop culture like horror references to Amityville and there's even been like uh, like homage done to almost to the fact to what happened there because like there's there's always like some horror movie that kind of reference mm-hmm. something takes like the inspiration exactly from it. yes yes it takes inspiration so what was the like what is it that happened because I mean I think I feel like everybody's heard of it but maybe not everybody knows the origin, the origins of the origin it. story of it, all this. Um, so, if you if you don't know what happened at the Amityville house, um, and so the house is it's in New York. It's in New York, like thirty in, miles. Yeah. The original address is one twelve Ocean Avenue, but it since then has been changed to one hundred eight Ocean Avenue. Um, the house was built in the late nineteen twenty seven. Uh, and it looks like in November of 13, 1974, uh, the Fell, DeFell family mm-hmm. moved in. Now, the family was going through a bit like of transitional phase, uh, I guess you can say. Um, before I get to the event, there were several things that... Uh, people who were familiar with the family noticed certain changes. The dad made references to a priest uh, of what was happening to the family. Um, a, the father kind of noticed that the family themselves were changing. Each person was changing differently. They, they, uh, they were having more arguments. They were having issues, um, like more family issues than normal uh and so they were getting a little bit more physical with each other more shouting i guess like more fights or whatever and so it's a, little, a large family right it's a so, large yeah it's a large family it was like parents um, and seven five kids i think and then right right and so you know um they were having issues and the 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 real problem was the oldest son um he the dad noticed that there was a lot of things uh, wrong with him, um, and, and 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 what happened is, is it, it didn't help that Ronald, the the uh, the uh, 
the uh, the son Ronald uh, DeField Jr. Uh, he was having issues with drugs. He was abusing drugs, and the other thing that also didn't help was that the father was his version of love was to give them money because they had money. He had a dealership, and so he was giving them funds. He would just give them money so they could buy whatever. Uh, because they were able to afford the lifestyle that they had. And so, you know, he, the son, I mean, he moved from job to job, uh, you know, and, and he noticed that his, uh, you know, the father noticed that Ronald Jr. Uh, was, there was, there was a change. There was a, there was an obvious change in him. And so what ends up happening is there was just this bad feeling, these bad vibes from um, the, uh, the uh, the son from Ronald. So the father actually makes this like claim, and it's always been misinterpreted, or it's taken however you want to take it. But he told his priest right after getting the statues placed all over the house, and there was these saints and, and angels all over this uh, house that were placed, and he said that he had a devil on his back, is what he said. That's the exact quote. He had a devil on his back, and that's why he was putting all these statues. Um, and, and so many people try to figure it out if it was a reference to the actual devil or he was an, it was a reference to his son because his son was giving him the most problems. Uh, is that a figure of speech? A figure or of speech, exactly. Is it him being like, no, I have an attachment? No. <laughs> a paranormal that, yeah. attachment? And, and so it's one of those things that, you know, um, it stuck with a lot of people. Like, what did he mean by that? Did he mean that there was an actual devil attached to uh, the family? And, and it's not very, like, it's not very known, right? What ended up happening was um, it supposedly DeFell Jr. was on drugs. He was high, you know, mm -hmm. high as a kite. And so, the, and so this is, uh, I believe this happened in... November. Uh, November 13, 1974. Mm -hmm. And Ronald allegedly was high on drugs watching a World War II movie when he decided to pick up a rifle and pretty much execute all his family members. And, and later on, his story is... He kind of retells the story several different several different ways. But essentially, one of the ways that people remember is that Somebody gave him the rifle and he had it on his hands all of a sudden. He doesn't remember how he got it, but he claims later that uh, some shadow figure with arms just stretched out the rifle to him and he had it in his hands. And then he proceeded to go upstairs, execute his parents, followed by his brothers, his sister, and his other sister. And then he went to a bar, supposedly, and then said that his parents were executed. And so, you know, there's that issue, right, um, that that goes to trial and everything. Uh, later on, the house is put up for sale. And this is where the paranormal kind of then comes into play. Um, mm -hmm. Or it, it already was in play, which we'll get to it in, in a little bit. But the Lutz family purchased the house for $88,000, which is not bad, if you consider the location, how big the house is, 
Um, the, it has a waterfront property with like a boathouse and right, like what, like five bedrooms or something. Like that. It's a big. It's house. a it's it's a very big house. Two stories. And yeah, with a basement. Like I mean, it's a lot of space. It, yes, it it has a lot of space and it is a nice property. If you, other than the what happened there, you look at it as for itself, and it's a very nice property, and so the family moves in. And there's there's this like thing that they get told, you know, they get told about the murders, and Mister Lutz, right? He is not very, he's not superstitious, you know. He doesn't believe in that, you know. He doesn't think that there's any ghosts or any bad vibes. Uh, they fall in love with the house pretty much immediately, hence them buying the house, and so. Um, I believe Kathleen and uh, George, right? They mm-hmm. move in with their with their kids, and the, you know I think they're three kids, right? Yeah, there. She had three kids from their uh, or from her prior relationship, but they themselves are like newlyweds, right? right. Like the, her and George. Yeah, and so I mean that you know they, they moved in like about a year after the murders happened, which is kind of crazy, right? Like it's it, pretty soon. Like I think the uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. had just been found guilty like a month prior. Right. And they bought the house, like you said, pretty cheap, $88,000. And then I think for like $400 extra, they it came with all the furniture from the house. Like they pretty much got it as is. Yeah, which is weird. Like why it's would you buy... Eerie. It's It's creepy. It's, it's creepy. It's very yeah. creepy because this is a house where these people meant a very un, uh, unfortunate end and so it was just very odd and so one of the things that ends up happening is they they have their priest um george has his priest come in and bless the house right you know just like as a like a precaution kind of a thing right and so he comes in and he he's going around you know blessing it with holy water and stuff and uh, you know reciting prayer and so he gets to one room in, in particular and it is called the red room and it's uh, basically it's like a sewing room or something like that it's like a small little it's a room, small right? little room storage right place. And, and he's there blessing it and he hears like a voice or something um some kind of demonic voice or something like that and so he has that incident and then he gets slapped he in the to get face out. <laughs> right he gets yeah he gets told to get out and then he gets slapped in the face or something like that and so I read he had some reaction on his hands because he tried to use holy water and all of a sudden his hands had like, oh yeah like a burning on like, it or something like stigmata right is that what you said kind of yeah I mean stigmata is like when you bleed but this was kind of like because uh, stigmata would be like from your hands or your wrists right where right. like the crucifixion mm-hmm. would have impacted but this was more like a burning but it was still kind of in the same place right. So, I don't know. The priest does it, not... It doesn't go well for him. Yeah, it doesn't go well for him. And so, when he leaves the house, he informs the uh, the Aluts about it. He tells them, hey, you know, uh, try not to have that room as a kind of a bedroom or anything like that. Uh, specifically in that spot. Uh, because, you know, he tells them there's something wrong with that area in that room and then the, he gets off. sick too right he's he uh, besides the obvious like at in the moment stuff having you know happened but he right. has like a fever and 
he has those blisters on his hands. So, mm-hmm. I mean, something affects him. Yeah. Supposedly, right? Like, yes. And then he's just kind of like, stay away from that whole area. Yeah, he says, he, he so he warns him about that area. He's like, hey, look, um, you might want to stay away from this particular area. Something's up with that. And so a series of events start to occur, you know, um, I believe Kathy, uh, let's start having nightmares. Uh, she's not able to sleep. She has these reoccurring dream of, uh, I guess as her, as the wife and she's, they're being shot. And mm-hmm. so she sees what happened after the fact that, um, the DeFell family who got shot, um, and then George notices that the children are sleeping in the manner that the children of the DeFeo family died in the same, like almost in the same position. So, so basically what he's saying is that he, their kids started sleeping on their stomach and they've never slept on their stomach. They always slept on their back. That was the weird part about the DeFeo murders, right? It was that like every single family member was found face down in their bed. Right. Shot. Like, shot. What and are the odds? Like, I don't know if they were placed that way or flipped over after the fact. But right. Or oh, they try to run and weird. that's how they get shot. You know, there's a lot of... Because no one... Here's the other thing. No one heard the shots mm-hmm. uh, when the DeFeo family was murdered. I mean, it was like... It was 3.15 a.m., mm-hmm. and they think he took about 15 minutes to go through the house and, and, and shoot, shoot everybody. Him. Which is weird because then... Which is kind of a long time, but... Very long time. But if you think about it, none of the children woke up to listen to the, the you know, the gun going off mm-hmm. uh, for them to run. Uh, none of them moved. They were all asleep. So, which is very odd that they didn't get up. Like, and then, the only thing I could think of was, well, because he shot him in bed, like, all the the mattress and the bedding, it was muffling the sound, right? But, uh, right. I mean, it was still possibly wake up somebody in it, the house. It would wake up people in the house. And people thought, well, maybe he used some kind of uh, like silencer. Or, or, or even if they were drugged, they but thought, they weren't, right? They, yeah, they did uh, a testing. They weren't drugged. He didn't use any kind of silencer or any kind of method. Uh, to silence the sound either. Uh, so there was, a, again, there was just a lot of curiosity about that. And the so, house is not that remote either. Like, it does have neighbors. Yeah, they it's do have like neighbors. It's not like one of those places where it's like, oh, the next house is a mile away. And the walls, uh, it, I mean, this is a 1927 house. Mm-hmm. The walls are thin. They don't have the insulation that the modern houses have, which muffled will muffle some of the sounds. Uh, so it, it, if you're outside, you are able to hear what's going on on the inside. Um, but you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Lutz starts to notice that his uh, daughter suddenly has an imaginary friend. Um, he, you know, children have an imagination, but he noticed that he has, that she has this type of like friends and one of them, they're like, uh, they're like animal kind of like entities right mm-hmm. um, with red eyes i think it had right it's uh, like a pig a pig named jody Ew. And, <laughs> a, and a dog named sam mm. and so you know the the daughter is talking about like it has this friend or whatever and they're like well you know the kid imagination whatever whatever and so they kind of write it off but they notice that you know little things little weird things that things moving around or whatever um, so 
But one of the biggest things that stuck around to him was that he was passing one of the rooms where she was sitting in, in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she was sitting on the bed and she was having a conversation with Jody, the, the pig. <laughs> and the rocking chair is moving. It's rocking back and forth. Um, like by she, itself. By itself. And yeah. she's looking directly at the rocking chair, having a conversation, not touching the rocking chair. Uh, and so it's very odd that she is having this conversation and with something that's supposedly not there but she's having the conversation that something is there uh, like it's maybe just imaginary to everybody else but to her and to that rocking chair something's there yes because it, it, i mean it's very weird because he says he goes on on saying that he would see a silhouette um of something looking at him with red eyes whether he was inside or outside of the house mm. The other weird thing is that he would find these tracks of, uh, what was it, hooves? They found, uh, like, really large uh, cloven hoof prints mm-hmm. in the snow. And that is weird, right? Because... They don't, I mean, they don't have anything that they makes don't, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they don't have anything. They don't have a pet that can make that track. Uh, there's nothing that they've seen as far as another animal. And the prints, he said, were large. Mm-hmm. They weren't small. They were large. Well, and the husband was experiencing things himself as right. well. Because he was... He kept hearing a door slam. Right, which is weird. And, like, he would go check on it and it was fine. Uh-huh. And no one else was hearing it. So it was just him. Yeah. And then he keeps waking up. At 3.15 in the morning. Yeah. Which is the time that Ronald DeFeo Jr. started doing his murder. Right. Spree. Which is funny that you mentioned about the door thing because Mr. DeFeo, the father, mm-hmm. would hear sounds. And he would go investigate and he, he didn't see anything. So there was already a bit of a paranormal, allegedly paranormal happening before the lads moved in. that whole, like, what were they being lured or something? You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, yeah. what? Because, you know, like, you hear a bump in the night. Like, you go investigate. Like, what was that? Or, like, right. is the door locked? Yeah. And it seems like they're both of the the father figures the father are figures experiencing the that. Yeah. It's almost like uh, they're the first target because they're the, the stronger one. The stronger one that's going to put up a fight. Yeah. Right. And so, which is very weird because... Um, you know, they have both families appear to have similarities uh, with uh, with the families. The whole increasing of noticing weird stuff happening, the effectiveness of character change in the family members because they started to change. They noticed there was a weird change within each other. And that was something that was already happening to the Fell family. And so, you know, you look at them and. You know, with all this increase of weirdness happening, paranormal and things being moved around and them hearing sounds, um, you know, it was just a lot that was happening uh, to them. And so, you know, the increasing of the nightmares and such, that, that just wasn't ideal. That wasn't the place for them to 
to be at because uh, Mr. Lutz started feeling like he was increasing in anger, right? He felt like he was going to snap or something. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is they don't last very long. Not at all. No. For uh, a new homeowner, they get out pretty quick. Yeah, they, they left pretty quick. How long uh, did they did they end up staying in the house? Allegedly it was 80, or 28 days. 28 days. Not even the month. And yeah. they left from New York to California, I believe mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. So they went clear across the country. Like, they got the hell out of there. They got the hell out of there. And I don't know if they ever went into detail, but it sounds like... They still may have experienced things even after they yes. left. Yes, it sounded like they did. Something followed them or mm-hmm. they were not like... They left their stuff. Like they, It sounds like they just like up and left. Right, because um, George said... George Lutz, right? He mm-hmm. said that um, he felt like something followed him. Yeah. And he tried to not pay so much attention to whatever weird stuff was happening around him. And so the more, the less he paid attention to it, it it almost seemed like the more and further away it would go, like it would it will less and less weird things would happen. Um, he felt not as weird about you know him being himself or trying to be in himself. Um, but eventually, what ends up happening is that the Lutz family published a book called the Amityville Horror. In 1977. Now, this details the terrors that the family claimed that of what happened uh, as they lived in that house. Now, to date, it supposedly has sold over 10 million copies. Now, it was very popular, and this book made Amityville very popular. It, one could say it put them on the map. Um, so the book was actually pretty fucking uh, a good seller, a bestseller, one could say, mm-hmm. uh, for the horror genre because it has so many interesting uh, bits and pieces of information of an alleged occurrence, of true happening occurrence. Right. And a lot of the people from Addingville didn't believe that that should happen. They just didn't was, believe it. I don't know if it was intended to be fictionalized or not, in mm-hmm. the book itself. I know, obviously, everything that came after was very Hollywood, right? But right. I think the book itself was received more like, hey, this happened to these people in this house. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not it was meant to be like, this is the true factual account, but that's how it was received. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what what ends up happening is is a couple of years later, nineteen seventy nine, a movie is made based on the Amityville horror, uh, which started James Brolin and Margaret Kiter. Um and so it became this very popular horror film. And so of course Hollywood's gonna take their spin on what happened and what the book says is gonna over exaggerate certain things and that's what made some of the people believe that a lot of the things that were said in the book didn't happen mm-hmm. um, and so therefore it that whole idea of this myth that happened in in the house didn't actually happen that it was it was fake none of that happened it wasn't real and so you know after all of that there is suddenly of you know a suddenly uh, emergence of people investigating the house so one day they have reporters 
and the Warrens come to visit the Amityville house to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they did that, I think I believe the the Lutz had come. It, it, I believe they had come back to kind of like walk them through what had happened or whatever because they left and they left everything the way it was. Yeah, they left it the exactly the way they left things. Like they got out of bed and took off. They didn't take anything. They only took one box, and it was a wooden box that had pictures of the family. That's all they took. Yeah, from the house. everything else like screw they it. Fuck, <laughs> they said fuck it, leave it there, and they left it there. All yeah. their clothes, everything, they left. They didn't take anything, and so you know if it was a fake. If yeah. this was a hoax, you think that they would just say, fuck it, risk them losing everything that they owned mm-hmm. to, like you said, you think that that's something that they would do? Like any family would just live there, buy a house and live there for 20 day, eight days and just take off? Yeah, because I thought about it both ways. You know, like one, they like, let's go with the theory that, OK, it's fake, right? They, they hoaxed it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So... For that, you would have to know the story of the house, right? To kind of, like, have something to go off of, which obviously it does have a true, like, grisly murder. Right. But then it's like, okay, so they bought a house mm-hmm. with the intention of, what, later coming up with stories, writing a book a couple years later, and then, I mean, you have no way of knowing that it's going to be a bestseller or that it's going to turn into, like, so many movies and spinoffs. So it's a risk. Like, why would yeah, you do that? It's a huge risk. Why would you move out in 28 days, like, leave everything, start fresh? You know what I mean? Like, you just got in debt for a house. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound logical. Yeah. Um, they also took a polygraph test. They did. They Which passed. They passed. Yeah. yeah. They passed. Which, I mean, they're, I know they're not foolproof, but, like, if you were really making this up, I feel like you would have at least a... An inconclusive test. Right. You know, best case Mm -hmm. scenario. Not like just, oh, they passed. Yeah. And I think what adds, in my opinion, and and this is where it's kind of... This is where it starts to get a little bit more controversial is when the when the Warrens, uh, Ed and Lorraine went to visit the Amityville house. Um, you know, she is a a self self proclaimed psychic and Ed is a self proclaimed demonologist. That's kind of their thing, right? Like they're known for some yeah. big cases. They're known for very big cases, but there's been a lot of controversy for a lot of their cases that they allegedly did or like were. Like as far at. as credibility of them, right? Right, as far as the credibility. But as far as this house and this case is concerned, they. So the Warrens visit this house and they bring in their film crew and to start filming, trying to interview people, and. and, and interview the Lutz and go through the house and see what what Lorraine is picking up mm-hmm. what ends up happening is as soon as they get in there the Lorraine starts to feel a wave enough easiness of like this wall you know this wall of pressure stress anger mm-hmm. um, and she, they made their way up to the second floor two there's two ca- cameramen and one of them starts to feel pain in his chest and this is something that's a common occurrence for men visiting this house. Hmm. They start to have heart complications. Like chest pains. Chest pains. Right, right. And so, you know, you want, 
this happens, this issue starts to happen. They get the camera guy out. Um, they try to continue on and figuring out the situation. Um, they start hearing sounds, things moving around. And so, you know, they, as far as what, um, in an interview that Ed and Lorraine gave about this house, uh, it appeared that everybody who visited that house um, later on ends up having chest or heart issues where they ended up passing away after visiting the Amityville house. Mm. So it was very strange because, and this is, you know, uh, George lived there for only 28 days and he left, but he ended up having heart issues mm-hmm. and ended up passing from that. But so did Kathleen, right? She Kathleen had, had a, well, she had emphysema. Emphysema, right. But him, as like you said, the male figure, like he ended up having heart issues. Of course, right. that was years later, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. But yeah. And they also divorced and all that right. later on down the line. But Lorraine but. also, the fact that Lorraine was only there for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. if that, and she was having already these issues with breathing. Right. So and like you think, like, well, they were there for 28 days. And then right. they also say, well, something may have followed them. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know, you know, were they just affected from there on out? Because I know the kids, uh, one of them, was it Daniel Lutz, I think? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't Daniel? know the name of all the kids because they did end up having shared oh, children right. as well, like after that. But uh-huh. I know one of them was like that house ruined my life. So even though that you know people came out and said they don't think it's real or they think that they made it up, right? They pretty much always stuck to their guns and were like, no, no, like this, they were very vocal about it. This happened. This happened. The kids, you know, saying it ruined their life. Like that's. <laughs> That's not a light statement to make. Yeah, that's not a... a and the um, there was that lawyer, right, for the family, too. Mm-hmm. That I guess, I don't know who was involved with them around the time of the writing the book and all that. But I think that's probably where the, the hoax thing started because they had some kind of financial falling out with him. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the guy came out and said, oh, you know, this was all made up. Blah, they made blah, it blah, up. Blah. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't say anything that, like that before. Right. So, I mean, we really don't really know like, the motivation, but. Right, exactly. We don't know what uh, what happened because later on he says that it was Or maybe he never really believed them but to I, begin with. Right. I don't think he ever believed them, he but he comes, he comes in later on. He, yeah. He's not like there from the beginning. Yeah. Um, he's somebody who just shows up later on. I think he was obviously in it for the money. I think he was also stealing from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Lutz, the Lutz weren't really receiving their full amount of money that they were supposed to be receiving. Um, and I think, yeah, Daniel is the one who later claimed that uh, as an adult, he did experience supernatural phenomena in that house. Um, then Christopher also claimed that there was a, he had a bunch of creepy experiences in the house. And so, yeah, I mean, they all as adults still say that they experience weird, uh, like weird phenomenon. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things, like, who do you believe? You know, are you going to believe the family who lived there for 28 days and took off and, was almost financially ruined by purchasing this house. I think that is 
in itself is his own credibility because who the fuck would do that? I mean, seriously, think yeah, about it. I don't who the know fuck anybody. Would do that? Like, I feel like most people would do. I think it's easy to say that after the fact because they made a good amount of money. Right, of but book. had this not worked out for them, they would have just been screwed. Some crazy fucking people that lived there. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, but I mean, as far as like, let's say they had moved out and they tried to write a book, but it went nowhere and nobody cared. Nobody, yeah, exactly. Then right. what then? Yeah. And again, this this property had a lot of history. I mean, not to go too far um, back, but I did say that it didn't start with the De- Feo family. Um, this, some people say, started off with John Ketchum. Um, now, if you've seen the movie, the, Amity- the Amityville horror film, uh, it does go into a little bit of that, of John Ketchum. And so, John Ketchum, actually, uh, this actually, uh, he was from... Uh, Salem from back in the uh, the during the Salem witch trials, and he left because he was being persecuted as a witch. Left Salem to move to Amityville. Uh, this is around um, the time where uh, there was still Native Americans in the area, and these Native Americans were from the Montauk tribe. Now, in the Montauk tribe, they what they were doing was they would release some of the uh some of the tribe members that they deem to have evil spirit in them into this specific area now this specific area to the montauk tribe was considered an area that had high energy but bad energy if there wasn't an area that was good so some of their tribe members ended up being here now john ketchum when he moves into the area he runs across allegedly runs across some of these tribe members Mm -hmm. which he then gets into some kind of fight and ends up killing some of their tribe members for the montauk and so he ends up burying them facing down you know in which was in a way, tradition of the Montauk tribe to have some of their people buried down, buried facing down, as you know, as an, them being an individual who was an of evil spirit. Uh, in other words, like you know, they were. Uh, so they, if they're evil, they get buried that way, right? So they mm-hmm. can face down uh, into the I don't know whatever you hell or whatever you want to call it um and so they were buried in that format and so supposedly he buried around this area so then these native americans are basically haunting the area supposedly right if you go around with this theory right and there's not really like evidence but then you know him having been forced out of salem during the witch trials indicates that they thought he did witchcraft which of course they thought that you know this was the house yeah because there, again like i said there was a lot of weird things that happened in the house but there wasn't any bodies of native americans buried in the basement like it was believed i don't know where that started but that wasn't that wasn't a true a lot of that That's, can be proven or like that it's cemetery grounds like a lot right. of it's unfounded but yeah i mean if he was in the area and then there was kind of like the rumor that he did like some sort of witchcraft or worship that was evil um then there was also talk that like George Lutz did that too, right? Yes, supposedly the some sort of occult practice. But yes, the kids allegedly uh, said 
that they witnessed um, their father bringing in uh, some kind of like paranormal type stuff. And so, um, you know, that that's something that they saw him bringing in, like some kind of like amulets or, you know, who knows what he was bringing in. Uh, and then the other thing is that supposedly also Ronald Jr. was also into that type of stuff, into witchcraft and the occult stuff. And so that also didn't help. The other thing that I want to mention is that there was flies. Mm-hmm. In the house, in the middle of winter. In the middle of winter, there was a lot of like a fly infestation, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Um, and then the, the other tidbit of info is that the latitude for this house specifically is forty point six 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 degrees mm. <laughs> north. Isn't that weird? Just a little quinking. Yes, is this a <laughs> weird coincidence that this is? The latitude for this this place. So, you know, there was just a lot of weird occurrences that happened to have that happened to be going on in this in this place. I mean, the other thing is the other theory that some of the people were uh, that would talk about was that the Native Americans who passed that were buried there that may have been murdered there by John um, were the people that was uh, Josie and Sam. The pig and the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that theory. Some like people. What do they represent? Right. Know, or who? Or whom they represent? And there was the other theory where maybe they're demons. You know, disguised as this pig and and dog. You know, to communicate with the kids. Uh, so there was that. But like a lot of people didn't believe that any of that happened um, because of the whole fame that followed. And so it's one of those things that is so bizarre. I mean, what do you believe? You know? Yeah, like I know the the son, Daniel Lutz, he's the son of Kathleen Lutz from the prior relationship, right? Right. And like he insists, and he's still alive, right? He's like in his 50s, I think. But he insists that it's real. Right. That, And he seems to blame it largely on the stepfather. Because it George sounds Lutz. like he didn't have a good relationship with him, mm-hmm. and which is weird because you know you, I know you mentioned like when they moved to the house, the adults were not superstitious or not believers, right? So right. it's just why it didn't bother them that the house had the the history that it did. Mm-hmm. But um, Daniel Lutz's impression is that because George Lutz was involved in something occult. That he witnessed like telekinesis type stuff or some weird stuff from him. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, what he thinks like stirred it up. Right. That he has some kind of psychic ability of some sort. Yeah. Like something was going on. So I'm like, well, what if it draws certain types of people there who mm-hmm. like to practice certain things? Right. And it just sort of like ramps it up. Mm-hmm. It almost like it, it uh, gives it a jump start. Because then you have other people that have lived their post the Lutz family and mm-hmm. supposedly were like unaffected. Unaffected. They didn't report Had anything. Nothing. Right. Which has led people to believe like, well, there's nothing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of the times it's the people who come in and bring the energy in. Um, that I mean, that is very possible. What do you think? Do you think that this is something that actually happened? 
on the, the the events. I mean, obviously the DeFell family were murdered right. uh, by Ronald like uh, DeFell Jr. Um, I mean, I I know the last time he tried to uh, apply for parole, he was denied. Um, oh yeah, he's he's not getting. He's out. not getting out. He's never going to get out. I he think that's like I wish we knew more about like because I know the houses by other houses. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be like the way it's portrayed. Sometimes where it's like a remote house. It's right. not really like that. Like it's no. a suburban. It's a suburban. They have neighbors. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not like out there, but they do live by the water. It's a canal. I don't know if it's like natural or not. Right. Um, but there's enough for water for like a boat. Yeah. Obviously. So I'm like, I wonder if there's other history there that we don't know about with the water with the boathouse area right anything prior to you know from 1927 Mm -hmm. when it was built yeah because the murders or anything even before it was built you know right oh yeah definitely because i thought i had read something that uh a prior incident before the defile family moved in that there was an incident happened in the in the boathouse um but i mean that's more of an in-depth research type of thing um but yeah, I mean, I would have to agree. I mean, there, I wish we knew a little bit more history on the house and then on the property as well. But because I, I believe it's the state of New York, mm-hmm. um, they have a, I believe, some kind of like a information clause of death that could have happened in the home that it, it just takes a while to get that kind of information uh, to dig up. And I but, don't think they ever really will know why uh, Ronald failed killed his family right like does he feel bad about it does he remember like was he himself was he not was it you know because of drugs or not like right. his story changed so much even at one point he said um i think his sister dawn who was 18 that mm-hmm. like she had started shooting and then he i don't know like he just shot one person and then he just kept going because he didn't know what to do you know it's just like really weird like right. the story kept changing and so that at one point he blamed voices in his head. At one point he blamed the house. So it's just like even back then it was already kind of like. Well, is there more going on than so just a murder? You know. The the other thing is that months before this happened, he grabbed the gun, and I think the dad was fighting with that sister, and he grabbed the gun and tried to shoot him, mm. and the, it doesn't go off. And there was a live round in it. And it, do- it doesn't kill him. He, he didn't die from it. And he told other people about this. The father told other people about this incident. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been a fucking red flag. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not good. But, <laughs> that could have uh, easily gone off Oh, then. yeah. He could have died then. Right? And who knows what would have happened even then. Like, would he, what if Ronald would have killed everybody even then? Or just the, the father? Because there was a lot of issues happening in that family. But... I think that, you know, I just there's a lot of information, obviously, that is missing that we would need um, from Ronald. History of the property, death that happened in the property as well. There's just a lot of information that we fucking need uh, mm-hmm. in order to properly kind of like say, hey, this is what happens. But then again, I mean, I think what also didn't help is that the, the, uh, the warrants went to visit and... Some people in the paranormal community, either they praise the warrants or they don't. Kind of muddied the waters by having Hollywood and then, you know, these not so credible paranormal investigators at times. Ed, there was all these rumors about Ed, you know, telling people certain things about, you know, making money, this and that. Um, And so that kind of like in itself put everything off for a lot of people. 
But I mean, speaking of the Warrens, the there's a doc series coming out, or it's a doc, I believe, it's just a doc um, coming out called the The Devil's Road: The True Story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now it premieres Monday, September seventh, at nine p.m. Uh, and it's gonna be very interesting because they do talk about specifically the Amityville case. And so I'm kind of like interested to hear what they say about the the uh, the house because it's they're gonna have actual footage that they took um, because you you can find interviews of them talking about Amityville but mm-hmm. not footage that's the allegedly took of the like an investigation, uh, an investigation footage, footage. Yeah. yeah any closing thoughts uh, I mean I just think that if there was if there wasn't any like bad vibes to the house. Prior to the murders, I mean, right. afterwards, certainly, right? And yeah. then, like, I know we always talk about, like, how people can sort of invite things in by mm-hmm. doing, like, weird occult worship type stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's possible that that added fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. And, like, as far as the Lutzes go, I mean, I think they experienced something. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. for them to, like I said, have bought the house, moved out in 28 days... Just like up and left, abandoning everything with no, um, I guess, guarantee that they were going to profit from this years later, right? right? With a book and movies. Like, I mean, I think that's more of an afterthought at right. that point. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, to some extent worked out for them. But, like, I think they experienced something. And then, you know, anybody who came after, obviously, like made it sensationalized right and made it mm-hmm. hollywood but yeah, it course. doesn't negate the fact that that family probably did experience something mm-hmm. like we, we probably won't ever know but i mean i know they were pretty um like vocal about it and they shared a lot so yeah oh yeah because they recorded. I, I would not buy that house i'm just oh, gonna no. say that oh yeah i wouldn't i mean <laughs> i know they definitely after they moved there it's they... been remodeled it's, the address has been changed it doesn't have the little evil eye windows anymore right. but like i would not um, oh, like I said, I was saying, uh, I mean, I know the Lutzo, after they moved to California, they did record a lot of their stuff, which it's what became the book, um, them talking about their experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I think my, my spin and take on that is that I believe Ronald DeFell Jr. did something with witchcraft or the occult or he was practicing something because that was already something that the father believed that he was already doing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't help that if he was on drugs and he did some shit you know that he wouldn't remember and if he did if his story is that he killed the family and doesn't remember but he has somebody something giving him this gun i mean that adds even more to it and then the Lutz coming in after, unfortunate, with whatever entity or whatever was happening with the house, they ended up, you know, uh, intersecting with whatever was already in there. Yeah. And which was the unfortunate events that happened to them. And, you know, I, I think there's a very good chance that whatever happened to the Lutz did, in fact, happen to them. Um, but, Not to mention they passed the polygraph, you know, which yeah. on top of all that, it's like... Whether or not it happens, they don't feel like they're lying. Right. It would be how you would pass that. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you know, like they believe that something happened. So. Yeah. And I agree. I believe that they definitely had something uh, happen to them. Uh, a series of, of very unfortunate and crazy events. <laughs> and I guess, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's your closing thoughts? Yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. Uh, fuck it, yeah. it's haunted, don't go there. <laughs> fuck it, it's haunted, don't ever go there. I mean, there's people that try to knock over there and try to get there, but they don't. Yeah, they, I mean, also, like, if people are living there, like, you should probably leave them alone. Yeah, I mean, leave yeah, the town they, alone they, at this point. yeah, there's a lot of issues with that. Well, I guess, uh, guys, I hope you liked this episode. Again, share with your friends. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a comment on, on our Facebook or Twitter. And again, tell us how we're doing. Give us uh, some ideas of something you want to hear. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Laters. <laughs>